Welcome back to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we jumped into a lot of different topics surrounding social media. Social media is such a broad topic, right? To say social media and to put that all into a 30-minute podcast is almost impossible. So we tried to do our best to walk through, you know, from each type of business to B2B, B2C. If you're just getting started in in social media and you're not really sure what you should be doing, Mm -hmm. platforms you should be using, how often you should be posting, uh, and what your goals should be. Uh, hopefully, you, you'll find some value in, in kind of what we explained here. But social media is, is something that you know I think we're both really passionate about, and I think it's important to every business owner. But uh, it's definitely more than uh, a thirty-minute podcast. So hopefully, you guys enjoy. And as always, you know, reach out with any questions you have. So Taylor, today's topic is about social media for small business, medium-sized business, large businesses. It's a concern for everyone in marketing, right? So it's top of mind. We all spend, whether you're a professional, spend hours on LinkedIn. We spend our personal time on Facebook or Instagram. So, you know, what are some recommendations? Again, you know, we're talking to business owners every single day and they have questions about social media and how it's relevant and it's different for every single business. What are some things that we can give? You know, what kind of advice can we give to our audience? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, social media is such a, a powerful channel when used correctly, but ultimately it's it's just a platform, right? It's just a tool. So it's so much more to do with the content that you're creating, how you're creating it, the format that it's in, if it's valuable to your audience. And I think a lot of times, you know, companies see something that's gone viral or, you know, been successful and say, hey, you know, this is what I need to do for my company or what I need to do for my brand. In reality, you know, 99% of the companies that are out there, you don't have a, a, you know, viral product or something that's, you know, super sexy that you're selling. So you need to just put in the work and just create content and create content and create value. Uh, And, you know, the followers and, you know, the engagement and the likes and the shares, they're all going to come slowly and slowly and slowly over time. I mean, you have to look at social media as your, you know, as your brand building and as your reputation. And that's never been something that you can do overnight. So I think social media has a lot of power in terms of people can respond to you in real time and you can interact with your, your customers or your prospects. But, you know, Ultimately, you you can't. There's no trick to it. There's no silver bullet to say, okay, right. here's the formula for getting more followers on social media. You, it has to be genuine. It has to be real. So, of course, there's paid promotions and things, and obviously, we can talk about that. And there's different platforms that are probably better for different audiences, which we, which we could jump into. But I guess just off the bat, we want to make sure that we explain that there's really no secret to social media, other than. You know, of course, there's best practices, but there's no secret other than be genuine and be real and most importantly, be valuable to your customers. And there's definitely value in being consistent, right? So that you don't disappear for six weeks and then come back and post a tweet. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, best practices, like I said, in terms of um, that, like I said, there's no formula, but there are best practices and tips and tricks and things that you should do in terms of, you know, how do you format your pictures and what your headlines should be and things that work better than others in terms of engagements, having more open-ended questions than just, you know, posting content. Like you said, have a consistent schedule will help with really all of your, you know, content marketing, your SEO. There's other ancillary effects that that could have. But yeah, I mean, I think 
it really just depends on who your clients are and, and what's going to be important to them. So maybe we could talk about different types of businesses and maybe choosing the right platform. And then we'll, we'll jump into once you've chosen the right platform, how do you generate content? Do you, does it need to be original content? Does it need to be, you know, content that's, you know, just curated from other, you know, either competitors or similar audiences that you're, you're sharing. So maybe we'll start, let's start with, uh, if we were to say you were a B2B business, what sort of platforms would you recommend in order to get in front of clients? And how do you measure, you know, what is successful and what's not successful? Right. So, I mean, it's obvious if you're a B2B, you should have a LinkedIn page for your business. You should have LinkedIn page for every one of your folks that are customer facing, right? So that they can see that you're posting content. Um, and also the kind of content that you're creating should be stuff that you can share, especially in your blog, creating valuable downloads and so on. Just because you're B2B, it doesn't mean you don't need a Facebook page for an Instagram page. I've made B2B buying decisions off of a Facebook or Instagram ad. So I think you also have to be on other platforms just because I'm a business buyer doesn't mean I'm not a consumer at the end of the day. So there is no line between your B2B shoots and only man LinkedIn. I think you should be on every platform that you possibly can be, you can maintain. So for me, B2B brand should be on Instagram, even though it's a very consumer facing, people are buying, you know, denim jeans off of right. somebody's, some influencers ad, but I know I'm out there hustling and talking about motivation and stuff like that. And tons and tons of people that are CEOs that are Instagram liking posts of other people's content. So I right. know the audience is there. So you should figure out what kind of content can you put on Instagram that's different from your LinkedIn audience. Maybe they don't go to Instagram, but what kind of content do you post there? So I think it's what your company can actually handle in terms right. of workload and how much you know effort can they put into it. If you have minimal resources, perhaps you should be sticking to one or two other platforms. But if you can actually add more and more resources, you should be on Facebook. Right. You should be able to do a Facebook video and upload it to Facebook. Or you should be creating content for YouTube. You should be creating video content for LinkedIn, even if it's Instagram. Yeah. And so what about some of those platforms where you can just kind of push and syndicate it to all the different platforms? Do you think you should create unique content every time? Do you have to create content for Instagram? Right. I love those platforms and I hate those platforms yeah. because you actually think that social media is that's that sort of that science that you push one button and let it update everywhere at the same time with one link that leads to everywhere. And the fact of the matter is, again, some people use Instagram instead of Facebook. Right. The audience is very different. If you want to do it right, I would create unique content for each platform that is not being shared somewhere else. You can re-record that content. You can repurpose the content for it. But if you're creating a video, you might want to create it to be square for it to be consumed on Instagram, but right. rectangle for YouTube. Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan of creating a theme and then, like you said, chopping up each portion of that and taking out little snippets and formatting it for the, the platform specifically. Uh, I mean, what we're doing right now, creating right. a podcast, record, we record the video. We have a full video on YouTube that can be chopped up into bits and pieces where we talk about choosing the right platform. We have a podcast. We can have, you know, team members taking pictures. We just did a story right before this right. for, you know, Facebook, Instagram stories. You know, you have Snapchat, obviously. Um, so it's, we're doing the one thing. It takes, you know, the 30 minutes to do this whole thing, but you have unique content for each one. So as long as you have a strategy behind that, and like you said, formatting it the right way, because Instagram is a much more visual product needs to be about the picture and you know you could have the picture or a video that says something about 
a link to you know how to create your own podcast or should you create a podcast for marketing because it's a picture of us sitting in front of the, the podcast you know booth here right whereas linkedin you know you see a lot more articles and in-depth conversations happening more business focused so i i think just even things like hashtags right i mean i see that a lot somebody will post something on using one of those tools right and goes on linkedin and facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and they have like hashtags on their Facebook or on their LinkedIn when that's not how the platform <laughs> works, right? It's just, it's not. What We're not really is. searching yeah. for hashtags on LinkedIn. Exactly. Yeah. But you, you know, if you don't reformat, if you don't have a unique content or unique strategy, it just kind of becomes bland and it's the same just spray and pray approach across all the different platforms. Right. Well, and I think what you have to do is the first thing is depending on how much or how little content you're creating, measuring what's actually working and then trying to optimize it and then repeating it and going a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Maybe at first you create because you don't have any resources, you create it to be once one piece of content, posting it everywhere, even if you had to automate it because literally you only have five minutes Mm -hmm. and you want to do that every day, that's fine. And then, but you can see that, Hey, which platform is actually doing anything for you and then start doing unique content for that just Mm -hmm. so that you're not overlooking something. I mean, I'm just saying baby yeah. steps, right. right? Now, if you actually have time, if you have an hour a day, you don't need to do that. You can actually create unique content for every single platform or curate something for LinkedIn, but create something unique for Facebook and post a story on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of damage in one hour. Yeah, I think going, like you said, if if you don't have enough time, <clears throat> which may be another conversation because I think it, you, know, you make priorities based on what you're trying to accomplish. So if you don't have time, for maybe like you're that. a salesperson and the CEO yeah, yeah. and the exactly. social media exactly. strategist. Yeah. So I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a, a lot of hats to wear, right? So if we say that as the excuse, we don't have enough time, then yeah, I definitely agree. Let's just go all in on, on one platform. And if, if you think that your audience is on Instagram and that's where you're going to reach them the best, like let's do as much as we can on Instagram, learn every single thing that we can, try to grow our following, try to grow our reach, but most importantly, provide value and learn all the different limitations and features and capabilities that that Instagram has to offer and then expand out from there. I think, I know you mentioned a lot of best practices. One thing that we see, we do this for our clients and we highly recommend it is having a calendar. Yeah. Having a calendar, because again, those situations where you're crunch for time. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen today. You can add some ad hoc stuff, but the fact is you had thought through it. You have some content ready to go and it's published. It's designed, edited, whatever it is, it's ready to be posted and it's unique size for every platform Mm -hmm. depending on it. And I think that should be a priority if you don't have one yet. So how would you go about creating that calendar? You know, what topics, how do you, you know, how do you research and decide which topics you should create content around? Right. So basically, obviously, as a business, you have some sort of goals that you're going after. You're trying to push certain product or service. Maybe it's this, it's a season business, right? Seasonality, summer, winter, whatever it might be. And based on that, you can say it would make sense to post XYZ for Mother's Day or X, you know, this is for July 4th or it's Christmas, fall. Every single business could create something like that mm-hmm. and work backwards. What do we want to have in December? What do we want to have in November? What do you want to have in October? And then having sort of a theme so you can create content in advance for October right now, mm-hmm. right? And then so you're already ready and you've already written the content, you already created all the assets, the images, everything else. Blogs could even get published automatically, right? So all you need to do is make sure that those things get posted. Having that is going to put like your first structure. Then beyond that, then you're personalizing the content to each platform, so some of those things have to be done if you're not, and if you are, then you need to figure out how do you create unique content for every single platform. Mm-hmm. 
and then figure out how do you measure it and what should be optimized. Ultimately, as you said, this is a branding exercise, so yeah. you want to do that. But you, there's no doubt that people will find you you know, if you're consistently creating content. Right. If you're staying top of mind, there's no doubt that they're going to go to the website and request a quote or whatever else. It's just that you need to make sure that you're there and staying top of mind. Right. So when they do need it, you know, they're able to find you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on a couple of things, right? One is, like you said, your goals, your business model, the size of your company, because, you know, we work with a lot of larger brands too, aside from the small businesses that we work with and larger brands, you have a longer approval process. And like you said, you may need to plan out, you know, if it's July now, we want to plan out for our Christmas, you know, (laughs) Instagram postings uh, ahead of time. Uh, and then I think if you're in a smaller company, we're able to be more agile. If you have, like you said, we wear many hats, it's, it's actually probably easier for you to create content because it is more genuine and it's more day to day in terms of what you're doing. Um, if your job and your role is to consistently add, create content or add value to your clients, then simply record that and, and format that in a way that is you know easily digestible, right? Because like you mentioned, let's say you're a salesperson, even in the B2B space, you're constantly working with clients. You're constantly working with your product or service, whatever that may be. You're getting a lot of questions about your product or service. You can turn that in easily. Turn that into content either for your own brand, uh, mm-hmm. because you know we're now in a place where individual employees are building their own brand and, and reputation through social platforms, or for for the company profile. So I think it depends on your position within the company and kind of what your day to day looks like, as well as the size of the company and, and what you're selling. Obviously, it's an e commerce product or something like that it needs to be more heavily focused on the product that you're selling, I uh, would have a strategy around like user generated content. So maybe even implementing a strategy for, you know, something in the box, sort of an experience that when they open the box, if I buy some new shoes, I open the box and there's, a, you know, instructions on take a picture of you putting these shoes on or, you know, wearing them and use this hashtag for a chance to enter this raffle or win this or whatever. Anything to create user generated content is always going to be more powerful. It's going to be more difficult in Again, you know, an industrial manufacturing company that you know buys and installs a new uh, you know system <laughs> under their right. assembly line. They're, you know, it's a bunch of engineers in there or something like that may not be sharing that content or have a big following on social platforms. So you just have to be creative with ways that you can apply what you do with your audience and just add value that way. Hey, thanks for listening, Solomon. Here, are you frustrated? because you're not getting enough inbound leads, you're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Businesses go through this when there's a lack of strategy sometimes, Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. And one thing, too, that I certainly see companies needing to do is you mentioned multiple people going in and adding content or whatever, figuring out what's that voice and the tone for the business. 
because that's how you get into different folks and you know every intern that you had said things differently. Mm-hmm. So having that policy, even if you don't have any resources to right. do from it. From the main company. From the company saying. itself. Exactly. Here, here's yeah. how we, we don't call our customers this. We call them clients. We don't, right. you're right, you don't yeah, we call our employees, pat, you know, patrons, whatever, mm-hmm. clients, employees, whatever those mm-hmm. things are, you're going to have to define it because what happens is over time, you're going to give a lot of mixed messages mm-hmm. and you're going to create, you know, more of a chaos for you to deal with. Mm-hmm. And some companies have to go back and delete things. Right. So sure. you don't want to you want to avoid that. And so having that policy, I think it's a huge part. And then figuring out what you say and what you don't say and what you believe in from the beginning. And all you're doing is you're sort of expressing mm-hmm. what the company is about through the channels and what the values are and what you believe in, more so than trying to figure out what are we going to tweet. Let's just put something out there. Mm-hmm. And that really doesn't yield anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you follow certain brands is that you know that consistent message is coming at you. And it's reinforcing what that company is about. And you believe in it. You follow them for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just take Tom's shoes. I'm sure they have something specific about why they do what they do every single time. They're trying to bring it up or Starbucks or mm-hmm. somebody like that. They're constantly talking about that. And that's cool because you want to be part of that. You right. like it. You don't mind it if they spam you with posts because you don't mind it. Right. right. Whereas different content coming at you and it's not sort of in the same tone or voice and you're just like, huh, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting because the reality is most companies will probably not get to a point where they have like a cult like following like that. Right. Not to say that you shouldn't have aspirations, but you know, not at most companies are not Starbucks or, you know, McDonald's or, you know, Tom shoes or, you know, any of those companies where people are going out of their way to post pictures of them enjoying that product or service, tagging them, you know, using specific hashtags. Most companies are not like that, right? So I think that's where a lot of small businesses struggle of, you know, how to create content and create that brand that you will have a a following. And like you said, most of the time it's going to be based on providing value and people are going to follow your company to stay up to date on industry trends and news. And you do get that sort of loyalty where when you're a customer of a product, like you mentioned, you know, let's say Starbucks, and then you see something happen, good news happen with Starbucks, you're like almost proud as if that you're part of that company, right? right? Just because you bought your coffee there, you're, you know, you're a supporter of that brand versus the other brand. So that sort of, you know, natural human reaction does happen. But I think for most businesses, you need to focus on just providing value the same way that you would with, you know, how do we increase sales of it, right? Of our product is like, well, improve your product, provide value to people. Same thing within social. It's, it's just another way, another vehicle for you to provide value to your clients some way. You have to think about how we can provide value and then how we're going to get that value to the client. Right. And again, to save time, you can automate some of these things. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be sitting there doing it all right. manually. And another thing that I always see is that you post the same kind of content all the time. Uh-huh. And I think mixing up content is a huge part. Put a video uh-huh. and then a picture, then a video or an article, whatever yeah. it might be. So it's not the same kind of thing. And if you're all you're doing is curating content, maybe it's time that you create some of your own content. Right. You post that and then you have you don't have anything new, then you post something else. Then everybody this is the thing that I can't understand. Everybody has an iPhone or an Android with 4K video capabilities. Why can't you just create a little video with your iPhone and then uh-huh. post it natively from your phone? Yeah. You don't need a lot of, you know, production and right. Sony cameras or whatever to create video content anymore. Right. It's all you can, super high quality, yeah. Right in your correct. Pocket. So if you are struggling to create blog posts, well, you can create a video content mm-hmm. right from your phone. Give a tip or 
create videos as your team is doing something, even if you are the production line and you're talking to engineers, show them how you install the product differently than anybody else in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. Show them how you take care of, you know, the shipping or whatever it might be behind the scenes. All those types of content could be really cool for that audience. Right. Because they'll know how you do it. Well, that's the thing, yeah. If your audience is so niche and so specific, I almost look at that as an advantage. Right. Because like, the content you're creating is so specific. Even if it's dry, like you said, behind the scenes, you know, how we use this very specific, you know, tool for, you know, Swiss precision machining or whatever it may be. <laughs> or like you said, the packaging. Here's how we use our assembly line, or here's how we do the packaging. Here's what we use in order to, you know, ensure 24 hour turnaround time on our delivery, whatever it is. The person who finds that because they're interested in that is going to see so much value in that because they actually understand what it is you do. So I think that if you have a very niche service, niche business, I look at that as an advantage because you don't need a lot of followers. You need the right audience to see that and you're speaking to them specifically, then it it should be valuable. Right. Like I said, I think we can go on and on about social and I think we will probably have more episodes about this. Mm -hmm. You know, last but not least, it's Video is where it's all headed. Mm -hmm. Every one of those platforms support native videos. Mm -hmm. And I think we've been doing video forever now. We started to do the podcast and things like that. So if you can skip everything else, just text content and articles and everything else and having videos in your blog post, which then repost to YouTube, which then could be natively uploaded to Facebook or Twitter, I think you'll have a jump start. Yeah. Right. Or a GIF animate something that moves because ADD, we're, we're just right. going to, we're going to see the feed and forget about it. But if it's a video and it starts making this, the, the sound comes out, then you're like, oh, what are they trying to say? And I've stayed more time on a video than I have on pictures. Mm-hmm. So I think that the best advice I can give them is figure out how you can skip some of those eras of photos yeah. and then text or whatever to video because that's where it's at right now. Sure. Yeah. I think you have to follow the trends with technology and just with people in general, right? Um, people are kind of lazy by nature. So if there's a better way, easier way for people to digest content, that's why, you know, like you said, infographics and short content was very popular, which it still can be valuable if that's the best way to format and get your point across. Um, Video is because of the the high quality. I think it's becoming more common. It's easy for anybody to make a video with their phone. And like you said, it's the absolute easiest way for now until you know AR and VR and those things start becoming more popular. It's the easiest way to digest the content because you don't even have to click on it. You scroll Correct. through your Facebook feed and it starts playing automatically and you just watch it. And a lot of times they have the captions and you don't even have to, to have, have the audio. sound. Right. So I would recommend creating video for those exact reasons. It's also the most, I guess it's probably the easiest to reformat because you don't have to you can chop it up. You can have the big piece, the big video, create all the subtitles, chop it up into multiple pieces based on the sections. And, you know, there's like a week's worth of content that you could put on all the different platforms. Because like you said, Facebook, Instagram, everything has native video right in, in there. So I would definitely create video. It's also, no matter what you, what product or service that you're selling, it's probably easier for you to visually represent your product or service through a video than to write a blog post and try to explain every single thing and write it out and takes more time where, you know, you talk about your product or service all the time to customers. So just get that on camera explaining the value or the experience that uh, they would have. Whatever you do, don't sell. Over a promotion, people can smell it from far and they're going to just not be, they're going to be turned off by it. Educational content, right? Helpful content, help them make a decision, but not tell them 
here's the product to buy sure. and call us at whatever right. area code. That's the yeah, thing that like is going to get turned uh, off. The infomercial style video, right? Um, right. Yeah, I think there there's a place for that. You know, the QVC ad that you that you have. I mean, there's a place for that. But if you're just trying to build a brand, build a following, create value, educate, which in theory is going to help you sell more because the more you educate your prospects on your the advantages of your product or service, the value that you can bring, the more likely they are to buy. If you do have an actual sales team that needs to get involved, I would love to have somebody who has learned everything about our process before I get them on the phone because they're already sold, right? They're just trying to figure out the, the pricing and sort of the minute details. But if, if they're able to understand through the videos and content you're creating before they actually even reach out to you, that's 10 times better. Right. So how do we sum this up? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, like you said, social media, there's so many different things that you can do. And we haven't even touched on advertising or influencer marketing or affiliate, anything like that. So I think there's a lot more that we can dive into specifically in, in other pieces of content and other podcasts. But I guess to wrap it up, what's, uh, if, if let's, let's go one, one by one, right? So if we said a, a B2C, you know, company, if I have an e-commerce product, you know, what platforms would you recommend or what's one piece of advice that you could give to somebody that's trying to grow their business? I mean, I would be either Pinterest or Instagram or both mm-hmm. because people make buying decisions on Pinterest all the time. They yeah. are seeing it to buy mm-hmm. pretty much. Instagram similarly, right? Mm-hmm. And Facebook. I know you say one, but I can't <laughs> yeah, think yeah. of one because I'm everywhere yeah. and everybody everybody is going mm-hmm. from place to place. Yeah, but if you're in B to C, you definitely want to be in those visual Facebook, content. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Facebook's becoming more and more interesting to me because it's has its own like marketplace built in. I mean, you mm-hmm. can sell the product directly right out of on right. Facebook. You, the, I, you could, in theory, eliminate even a website. You can just create a Facebook page and upload your products and sell directly on Facebook. So it's all changing. If you look at what happened in you know in Asia, like WeChat is kind of if you watch Facebook evolve, they're kind of creating the same sort of thing. So I, I would think some point facebook will it'd be like a shopify platform where you can sell everything directly through and you through enter your credit card in once and you can buy from anywhere yep. like amazon exactly um i know we said one more thing but i also wanted to um just touch on what metrics and kpis people should have because i think if you have an internal social media department or you're the ceo and you're trying to do it yourself or you have an agency it's one of those platforms that doesn't have a lot of immediate sort of gratification or having a direct line impact to your top line or your bottom line. But the companies who are really killing it have huge social media followings and have built that brand. So should, what should you look at? Should you look at the likes, the follows, the, you know, is it a long-term game, a short-term game? Can you have sales goals based on it? What what should people really focus on when building out a strategy? Right. I mean, um, again, it's easy to report on the vanity metrics. Oh, we got thousand likes, and there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's about building a brand, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't care if it brought a single dollar immediately, or in three months, or six months, or twelve months. As long as we see consistent engagement and there's following growth, and you're actually getting bigger brand awareness, and you're getting creative with your content, and you're seeing that sort of you know it's taking off, you know you're going to get the sale. That's right. how I think about it. I'm not desperate for my Facebook to produce 10,000 or 100,000 or a million or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. The fact of the matter is 
the bigger the, the ambition it is, the more you're going to want to do. You're going to have to put in more to get more. So add more value, do question and answer, add video content. And you could promote the content, obviously, because if you don't have enough organic followers and you want to put it in front of the right people, you're better off doing that than any other than cold calling, right? right. Then doing that, put it in front of the people that actually matter. You will get them coming to your website or knowing about the brand, brand search, request a code. How did you hear about us? Well, I saw a Facebook video. Mm-hmm. I watched your webinar. Yeah. I saw your ad on Facebook. I did this. You're gonna. It's gonna be obvious. Mm. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think if you do have aspirations, like you said, of okay, we're trying to get a million, ten million, whatever sales or followers or whatever the goal is. If it's that high in terms of volume, a hundred million, right, a billion, whatever that is, trying to make a billion dollars this year through social media, right? right? You could somehow attribute it to that. The only way you could possibly get to that point is if you're not expecting the short-term results, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't, we said at the very beginning, the first thing, social media is your reputation, right? It's the same thing if you were, if there was no social media, social media is just a platform for interacting. So there's no social media and you and I are having a conversation and you ask me for directions or you ask me for help or a question. And my only incentive is how can I make money off you? Or are you going to pay me right now for this? then there's no relationship. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I get that one interaction, but I don't get the big interaction, right? I right. don't get you to introduce me to all your friends and all your other business owners in order to make that happen. So if you're only concerned about providing more value, helping people, building your reputation, because that's what you would do in person, you would smile at people and shake their hands and always be nice to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's your reputation. So social media is just an extension of that. It's just a platform where more people can it's communication see what that at reputation scale. is. Exactly. So I think that's really the the key to the long term growth is almost don't look at it. Don't don't right. look at. It. I know Instagram even is toying with the idea of getting rid Remove of the likes, all the likes, right? right. Uh, number of followers, right? Which maybe will be a hit to the uh, influencer society. Right. But I, I think it's for a marketer that should be your metric. You should be a you know a horse with blinders on at the race. Just do what you know is right and provide value for your market. Even if it's not the entire market, it's your market, your customers, and it'll come. Right. Great way to end exactly this right episode. There, yeah. Thank you all. And as always, we'd love to answer questions. You know, this is a broad topic when it comes to social for businesses. You can reach us at, you know, growth marketers at oneims.com. We'll, we'll be asking, you know, answering some of those questions in the future. And uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.